Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass. It's uh, Monday afternoon. If you're watching us live on uh, Facebook, I'm Randy Miller, Tom Baker, sitting over in the Selman seat today because we have a special guest in the studio. Ryan Millington is uh, going to hang out with us for the hour and uh, talk about. Uh, well, his his uh, his season that he's had in uh, NASCAR stuff, and we got Grant Enfinger going to join us in a little bit to uh, talk about his season and his uh, what three spots away from winning a championship in the uh, Ingravats series, as we like to call it, <laughs> which is now back to just uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Camping Series. World Truck series Yay! Yeah. Much much shorter to say. Yeah, it takes up less time. Uh, so we'll talk about that. So we've got a little bit of a breaking news, which we'll get to first, and then uh, we'll get into. Uh, Talking about the season, kind of wrapping up the 2020 season of NASCAR, talking about the biggest surprises, biggest disappointments, that kind of thing, um, as we go on through, uh, through the course of the show. Breaking news, about an hour or so ago, uh, Colleg Racing posted on their Facebook page that they have a driver for their number 10 car for the 2021 season, and it is Jeb Burton. So Burton's going to drive full-time the number 10, was it Nutra Agri, Agri Nutrin? <laughs> I can't think of what the, the sponsor's name Nutra. is. Nutra. Nutra, whatever, that, yeah, that. Uh, who He will be replacing uh, Ross Chastain, of course, who is now going over to Chip Ganassi Racing to drive the 42 car. So uh, Burton will join wow. uh, Justin Haley uh, over at Colleague for 2021, and uh, A.J. Almendinger will dabble in his little you know, six, eight race schedule that he does yeah. as well. So uh, great lineup, I think. They went and got a good one this time. It's an interesting choice, and I think it's the best opportunity that Jeb Burton's ever had, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I think he's, you know, he's in position to run for a championship yep. now. So it's kind of like what, we, what we've what we said about there's a, there's a number of drivers in trucks at Xfinity that you've, you've said, well, they've never been in quite the right position. So over the past week, I think we've taken the two junior motorsports drivers that split the eight car um, yeah. and we've put them in positions to now run full-time for a championship. And those being Daniel Hemrick, who's now with Joe Gibbs racing in the 18 mm-hmm. for 2021. And now you've got uh, uh, Jeb Burton running for colleague racing, which, you know, that's, that's going to be a very interesting lineup. And I think what's funny is that I think they replaced Ross Chastain with, Ross Chastain's twin in terms of aggression and and the the driving style, you know, Jeb is kind of a go for it, uh, kind of driver. And so, um, you know, that, uh, that performance should basically remain an upfront running car with Mm -hmm. Jeb in it. And and I think if, you know, if it, if it's anything, I think some of the, some of the younger drivers or some of the drivers that maybe don't have the top quality rides that are kind of wondering if they should do the part-time thing and split, uh, split a ride with somebody else in the series I think that proves that it doesn't really matter how many races you run on a car. If you can prove that you can run up front in the equipment you're given and the opportunities that you're given, you'll get the better opportunities later on. Because as you said, the two drivers that split the eight car this year both now have gotten top quality rides in the Xfinity series and will now be able to run for a championship, which they couldn't do this year. Well, and so here's what's interesting. If I'm Josh Berry... And Sam Mayer, who are splitting the eight car next year, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking 2023 looks pretty doggone right. good. Right. Well, and you know, I mean, look at uh, Anthony Alfredo and Kaz Gross, yeah. but in the 21 car, 
Um, so, uh, you know, it's happened several times. It's, it's a good opportunity to keep the car out there on the racetrack but give drivers an opportunity to shine. And I think, obviously, these two guys have proven that, you know, if you're, if you're given whatever opportunity you're given in the sport, you've got to take that opportunity when you can get it because somebody else that will come along that will just take the opportunity even if they don't necessarily want it and, and you know, go out there and shine and get right. top-quality rides. So you've got to never – ever turned down a good opportunity to do something, even if it is part-time. And by the way, we already know that Mayor is full-time in that car in 2023. Right, exactly. I just was making yes. the point that yes, split a ride this year, get a full-time ride next year if you perform. So, yeah. you know, and, and look, I mean, Ryan ran against Josh Berry this year for the national championship, so you can probably attest to what he's capable of, and this is a great opportunity for him to, to open the season running the first uh, part of the year in the eight car. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, He's gonna he's gonna go out there and perform like he always does. It it ain't gonna surprise me a bit if he's able to pull off a couple wins and uh, you know just really showcase his talent. And um, you know he hasn't had a lot of good opportunities to do that, but uh, I think he'll go out there and really surprise a lot of people that never thought he could do it. Well, and and I mean, does that does that give you a little bit of hope that okay, Josh? As long as he's been doing this late model stuff, he's finally getting his big break. That maybe at some point you could get yours as well. Oh yeah, I mean it just shows you know if you keep your foot in the door long enough, there's always a shot for anything. And uh, you know he's he's been around for eight ten years now, yep. and uh, everybody's always asked you know why nobody's giving him a shot. And uh, you know it finally came, I guess the right time. And uh, Dale was like it was time to put him in something, or uh, I don't know what the deal was, but you know he went out there this year and really showed he had what it took. He so. won the national championship. Absolutely, <laughs> yep. That's one yep. way to show you got it, I guess. Yes, that, that exactly. is true. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the Xfinity side of the things, and we'll, we'll uh, talk to our driver who is on uh, the Strutmasters.com hotline right now. He is uh, he he came so close to winning a championship in the Camping World Truck Series this year, but just came up a little bit short. Um, but he is uh, still a, a great guy, and we love uh, having the opportunity to talk to him. Grant Enfinger is on uh, the Strutmasters.com hotline, and and Grant, I, I know if you if we look back at, at the season that was, I mean, you were you were on our show like a month or so ago. You had I, I think it was right before um, or right after you won the Martinsville race to make it into the Final Four. And we went there, and it, toward the mid-race, it looked like you were the, the driver to beat, and you looked like you were well on your way to a championship, but for whatever reasons, pit stops and, and the like, uh, the GMS guys kind of ganged up on you guys there at the end, and, and uh, you know, Sheldon Creed ended up winning the championship. But um, talk about the, the last, you know, half of the race and, you know, where you were in position to, to win that championship and then kind of what you feel like may have went wrong um, to where you, you end up finishing second in the championship at the end. Uh, you know, just overall, we, we had a, a good champion power equipment, F-150, on the long run. We just didn't really have the short run speed to uh, to run with those guys. seemed like uh, kind of every every start or restart, um, we give up, you know, a, a second or two within the first, I don't know, five, ten laps. Um, but then after that, it would kind of go the other way, but um, but just not fast enough. We never had some, some really super long runs. Uh, I feel like we, we'd have had a great great opportunity, um, but we just didn't have the, the short run speed to, to get the job done on, on that night. And you know it's tough, but uh, that, that kind of is what it is. Um, you know, going into a race with, with no practice or anything like that, we we put our guests our, our best guests uh, at it, and and, uh, and like I said, we we had a great truck, just not a great truck on the short runs. It uh, it seems like the truck series was so much more deeply competitive this year, and. You know, to make it to the final four in a year like this, and ironically going against three other trucks all from the same uh, 
same team. Um, you, it was almost a crapshoot. I felt like any of the four of you could have won the championship going in. And again, like you said, it, it, it really came down to just um, having what it took on the day. Um, what do you take from this uh, and the season that you had to uh, bring into 2021? You know, I feel like uh, we can take a lot of good from it. We um, we we made it to the, the championship four, which is a, a huge deal for for our Thor Sport Racing organization, and uh, and specifically this '98 team. Um, so very very proud of that. Um, you know, it, I think I think at different points of that race, I feel like any any one of those four uh, trucks could could have won. So yep. it was pretty pretty competitive race to, as far as that goes. Um, but you know, I feel like we we still have some weaknesses. We we still have some some things we need to clean up, um, some things we need to do better at. And uh, and from from what I understand, uh, moving into next year, it's going to be more of the the same w- without any practice uh, for for most of our races. I, I think we're going to practice uh, at a handful of them. So there there's some some things that that I feel like we we did a good job with, um, and, and some some really challenging times i feel like our guys adapted well but i feel like there's there's some stuff that, that that we didn't do so good uh, that we need to clean up next year but um but i i definitely feel like there's 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 a lot more positives than, than there are uh, negatives uh, for, for this season for our guys i feel like uh that you hit on a good point there too without having practice that obviously changes the whole dynamic of the race weekend how do you adjust in, in to uh, you know what you're doing before you get to the track or even after you get to the track without practice going straight into the race uh, how do you make that adjustment to be faster and closer right off the truck you know i'm uh, i'm glad i don't have the job that jeff hensley does so, <laughs> you know, he does a great job with that and, and and we've got some uh some 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 technical uh partners and sport performance that helps us with some of those decisions but uh, but it's tough. I mean, there's still things that that you know we would we'd leave a lot of these races this year and come back a little bit different or or, or make some changes here and there. But I feel like something that that we do on this 98 Ford F-150 very well is is we adjust very well during the race. So you know, normally in a truck race you're going to have you know two pit stops, maybe three. Um, I feel like we do a pretty good job of going the right way. Um, right off the bat, so so we 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 may or may not get through that first stage as good as we want, but it seems like we always make it better and better. And and, uh, and by the time time the, the checker flag falling, you know, uh, I say a, a fair amount of the time we're we're in contention. So um, you know, it's it's a tough deal though. It, it is it has drastically changed how we approach um, the races, the, the setups that, that Jeff Hensley puts in there, and you know, every, everything is so critical. Um, at this time, and, and the competition is so tough that you know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you, you you hit it right more than you miss it, and, and I feel like our guys have done that. Yeah. So heading into 2021, I mean, obviously we're 12 weeks or so away from going back to Daytona for uh, Speed Weeks in February. You are the defending race winner of the Truck Series race uh, to kick off the season. So what are we looking forward to in 2021? I know uh, Thor Sport, I'm assuming as a whole, will stay together. All all of everybody on the team coming back, everybody in the organization. Um, coming back, there's going to be some new tracks for you guys this year. Kodo being one of those tracks added to the schedule, so some road course races for you guys. What are you most excited about uh, before we head into February Speed Week? So looking forward to the 2021 season. 
You know, hopefully we can uh, we can keep everything together, like you said. Um, you know, with, with our organization, that's uh, that, I think that's the, the plan on, on everybody's side is just to keep rolling forward. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely going to be different. We we actually haven't received our full 2021 schedule yet, so hopefully we can we can get that uh, this week. And um, and so, yeah, I think there's going to be a couple little surprises in there. And like you mentioned, that Kodai is obviously a track we've never been to. I'm hearing we're, we're going to go to the Bristol uh, race on dirt, which would be uh, a little different for us. So there's definitely going to be some changes. Um, you know, and, and like we mentioned earlier, there's probably only going to be a handful of them that we're going to practice at. So that means we're, we're not going to be preparing as many backup trucks and, and, and stuff like that. So there's, there's definitely, um, as far as allocating resources and, and, and trying to put our best foot forward and, and where we need to, to get better at, that's something kind of got to have the, the, the whole schedule there to, to look at and, and analyze and, and make those decisions. But, um, you know, I, I think it's definitely going to be uh, a little bit different with the mindset going into it that, that we're not having practice. You know, this this past year, it was kind of thrown on everybody at the last minute, you know, due for, to, the, to the unforeseen uh, circumstances of the pandemic. This year, now that we have a chance and an opportunity to prepare for it, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to, to see how, how our guys adapt to that. Yeah, I think you just broke some news to Tom because Tom's eyes got really wide when you mentioned the trucks <laughs> racing on the dirt track at Bristol. I don't think he even knew that's that. He knows a lot. So that's true. Well, I don't even know if that's. A, I don't. I don't know if that's for sure or not. That's that's what I'm hearing. So we'll, we'll see. Well, you know, when you look at that, if that's true, and if we bring Eldora back, you'd have two dirt track races, and you got one or two at least additional road course races. So a little more uh, variety in the driver's life to run in the truck series in 2021. Is that good or bad for you? You know, I, I personally, I think we need a couple dirt races and, and we need a, a couple road course races. I, I feel like, I you know, I, I don't think we need, I don't think we need three or four of each, but I do think we need, we need a couple of each because we, we've got a dirt truck anyway. It, uh, you know, once you get down at outdoor, it's hard to race that truck anywhere else for, for a That's while. So, you know, if, if they could, if they could do the schedule, you know, have a dirt race, you know, if you have two dirt races, have at least a month in between, so we have an opportunity to, to fix that truck where we wouldn't need two or, or or something silly like that. And the same thing with the road course. So I, I feel like there, there's a great opportunity for that. I, I think I think um, like you mentioned, I think there's going to be at least two road courses on, on the schedule next year. But uh, but I'm kind of interested in, in waiting like everybody is to, to see this final uh, edition of the schedule. The, the other two series uh, have their schedules out, so we're uh, we're getting a little antsy on the truck side. Yeah, I think from what I've heard, you know, a lot of people are wanting the truck series to go back to its roots and run a lot of the shorter tracks and a lot of the track tracks and markets where the NASCAR doesn't necessarily go to. So we'll see what happens with that. But Grant, thank you so much for taking a couple of moments out of your time to to join us. And uh, uh, unfortunately, we can't talk about a championship, but twenty twenty one is right around the corner, and, and I think you're going into Daytona with momentum. Um, and I think you'll be another threat to uh, to definitely win uh, or at least be in the top four, the final four, uh, as we head to Phoenix next year. But uh, happy holidays, best of luck, and I'm sure we'll touch you again before Daytona Speed Weeks in February. Yeah, thank you, guys, and thank you to everybody that allows us to do this, especially Duke and Ronda Thorson, everybody at Thorsport Racing, Champion Power Equipment, uh, Mike Curry with Curb Records, and, uh, and everybody at Ford Performance that allows us this opportunity. Look, he did a sponsor without even me asking. There you good, go. Good He's a, Grant's a pro. Good He's been boy. doing this a while. Grant, best of luck. Happy holidays, my friend, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks, Grant Nenfinger, everybody. We are going to take a quick break. We'll be back. More of the Inside Pass with uh, Randy Tom and Ryan Millington when we come back.
Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. I'm doing research, but I can't find it, so I'll look for it in the commercial <laughs> break. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Ryan Millington sitting in uh, on the show uh, with us. We'll talk to him about his 2020 season and 2021 plans here in just a little bit. I uh, wanted to keep the momentum going with the truck series here and, and talk about some of the biggest surprises and disappointments of uh, the 2020 season. Um, uh, some truck news, though, before we get to that. Chase Purdy was announced as a full-time driver in 2021 for GMS Motorsport, GMS Racing, because... Yes. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, Brett Moffitt is moving to uh, the Xfinity Series <laughs> to run about to jump in, the uh, right? Our Motorsports car, which we'll talk about that when we get to the Xfinity Series in just a little bit. But uh, Chase gets a full-time, uh, full-time opportunity, a good opportunity for him. He's proven, again, that he can run up front because a couple of races that he ran for GMS this year, he ran up front. So you might as well, you know, strike while the iron's hot, I guess. Right? Well, and, you know, Chase, um, it isn't as though Chase just appeared out of nowhere. True. Chase was one of the top young racers all the way up into the Arca series and then um, actually stopped racing to go to college. And, and so he, uh, he's, he's a student at uh, the university of Alabama. Um, And so he's, he's going to uh, now make his comeback. He ran a handful of races this year, did pretty well. And, you know, again, chase fits what GMS looks for, which is, you know, really talented young racers that are kind of clean cut and, and, uh, you know, and have the right, um, the right backing behind him. So they got one in chase and I think he's going to do a good job for him. Yep. So let's talk about the 2020 season for the, the truck series, uh, you know, as, as a whole, there's a lot of things that you can look at, you know, up and down from, of course, the pandemic played a lot of role into everything, but once they got going again, I think we, we really saw, uh, Tom, a lot of surprises and a lot of disappointments yep. within the whole season as a whole. So in terms of surprises, what stands out to you as somebody or a, a team or anything about the truck series that surprised you about 2020? Oh, I, I think uh, Zane Smith has to be considered probably the biggest surprise um, for most people anyway. I mean, I, I don't know that I was totally surprised because I've watched Zane come all the way up through the ranks. And, right. you know, even in ARCA and in the Xfinity starts that he had with Junior Motorsports, he was top five and really ran well. Um, you know, Zane has matured quite a bit as a driver since his days in, in you know, in the late models even and, and really has uh, grown into a, a racer who's very patient. He doesn't make a lot of high risk moves. He's always there at the end. And that's what got him to the championship mm-hmm. this year and almost won it um, for him as well. So, I mean, uh, Sheldon Creed made just that bonsai run on the restart, but I think, I think Zane was still faster. And I think if you'd had a couple more laps, you have a different winner, but um, so, yeah, I'd say Zane was probably the biggest surprise for me in a positive way um, of anybody in the series. Yep. Uh, two drivers stand out to me in terms of surprises. One of them, of course, is Sheldon Creed, you know, having sure. won the championship. Yeah. And I think a lot of that just become, comes from if you look back at last season and you look back at some of the races he ran last year, he made a lot of mistakes. He got in a lot of people's way. And that was just growing pains. I mean, yeah. you know, he was his, his second, his first full season, I believe, or second full season in the truck series. So to see him where he was last year to where he is this year now, a NASCAR, you know, the truck series champion, 
goes to show you how much of a, of, of a learning curve he had to go through, but how much it actually helped him you know, to get behind the wheel for a full year, have all those guys behind him at GMS. You know, you, you think about his full-time teammates, but he also had, you know, Chase Elliott in there a couple of times. He had, you know, uh, other drivers that came in to drive the 24 truck at, at various moments in time during the year. So he had a lot of people to lean on. He's got, you know, for all intents and purposes, GMS is a, a Hendrick, kind of, you know, affiliated team, or at least in terms of development and things like that. So he's got Junior Motorsports and the Hendrick guys to all lean on. So I, I think he's come a, a very long way in a short amount of time, which which really surprises me about him, and that's why he's on there. And the other guy I think about is Todd Gilliland, um, because Todd was at KBM last year and had a, a, just a terrible season just in terms of a lot of things going wrong with that team. Um, and then they decided that Front Row Motorsports was going to just you know, come up with the truck series team out of the blue and basically start a team from the ground up. And they've done really, really good with a very brand new team, you know, starting it from the ground up in a year of, you know, pandemic and everything going on. It was easily attainable for that team to not even be able to come back from COVID just because, you know, everything was new on that team. And, you know, you're you're basically putting a lot of money into something you don't know that's going to work. Um, and, you know, Todd got a lot of top tens and, you know, got his feet under him and, and did a, a great job with that organization and that team on a first-year basis um, coming right out of the gate and being competitive. I, I, I agree on both counts. I, w- I expected Sheldon to run for a championship this year because it's year two. All right. And, and if, you, if you look at his performance prior to being reunited with Jeff Stankowitz last mm. year, as opposed to after being reunited, it's a completely different Sheldon Creed. Yeah. And so he's had Jeff all year this year, and, and it's been patience, patience, patience. Mm-hmm. That, that, it's a recurring theme with him and Zane both, I think. Is it, you, know, you, can't, you can't go out and bounce these things off the wall and make three wide moves on lap six and do all those things and, and use up the truck before the end of the race. Zane came in and as a rookie and showed great patience all year, and Sheldon became that. Um, you know, I think, and so, and, and Todd, I think the advantage there is that it's a, it's front row motorsports, but it's in conjunction with DGR. Right. Exactly. So you've got an established team there that we know went to the final, uh, what eight last year mm-hmm. with Tyler Ankrum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Todd comes home basically. And then that, that, uh, that, that, um, uh, partnership with front row gave them the resources that they needed. And Todd, uh, Todd showed what he can do. Um, I think he's going to be, if he, if he does the same thing next year, I think he's going to be really tough in that truck. And we don't know. I do. We, I guess Sheldon is coming back next yeah, year. Yeah. So GMS you know, is staying could be whole. two in a row for him. Yeah, that's true. I, I think sometimes Sheldon forgets that he's not running the core series anymore. <laughs> he, he tends to forget that he's not driving an off-road truck anymore. Yeah, speaking of that, Lucas Oil off-road going down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who would yeah. have thought that? That's Lucas true. pulling the funding. Yeah. On the, on the flip side of that, the, the, the Nitro Nitro Circus Rallycross uh, thing actually is getting going, uh, yes. from what I understand from I Arpen. that's going to slide nicely into that space. Yeah, yeah. We'll have Arpen on at the beginning of next year to, yeah. to talk about the series as they get going, but uh, great things happening over there with the Rallycross sure. guys. So um, let's talk about disappointments for a second before we go to break. Who, who stands out? to you or what stands out to you is as kind of a disappointment uh, this season truck series yes oh easily kyle bush motorsports especially christian eckes and and, and this is not so much a, a not a knock on about him. christian right. Right. it's more just about you know kbm has definitely lost its edge mm-hmm. they're there but they're no longer the top team in the series yeah. they're probably third or fourth at this point and um 
again, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, it goes in cycles. So <laughs> I'm not disparaging them. I'm just saying I think they were. I expected that, that Christian would make the playoffs and and make and, and probably wind up in the championship four. Neither happened, and he struggled to win a race this year. So, um, you know, I, I think I think they got some work to do over there. I think Toyota as a whole isn't as good of an organization or as, as dominant of an organization uh, brand-wise in the truck series as they were when they first well, hit the ground yeah. running. So. Less, uh, less teams. Right, exactly. They have less teams. Uh, for me, the biggest, the, the two biggest disappointments for me on the season is, is easily Johnny Sutter and, and Stuart Friesen because when you look at the beginning of the season, you would think those two guys are going to stand out as these guys who are going to make the playoffs, possibly make the Final Four, and neither one of them are even close. They even they struggled most of the season. Sutter, you know, got in his own way a lot of times, got in a lot of wrecks a lot. You know, he led some laps, but not nearly as much as he has in years past. And, and Stuart Friesen just didn't do anything. I mean, you know, he, he, going from Toyota to Ford, I'm sure, probably didn't help. But, no, no, he went to or Toyota from Chevy, from to, Toyota, Chevy to Toyota. Which yeah. I think explains a lot because the Could, first yeah, half well. of the year, at least, was trying to get the new equipment going. And again, yeah. you know, Toyota not as strong right now. That's so. true. That's true. So those are the two guys for me that, that stand out as disappointments. Uh, Ryan, do you, you want to throw in your thoughts here? Anything surprising, disappointing to you about the truck series season? have a whole lot on that um don't really pay attention to it a ton just kind of too busy doing my own thing to watch that all you know every weekend on saturdays or fridays even when i'm racing so fair enough no no satellite radio no satellite tv in the shop gotta, gotta focus on your own car yep. time yeah. for ryan's ryan's a busy boy these days yeah, I, I can tell his name He's is in the news a lot folks so. besides doing his own things so. that's true yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to him about that in a little yeah. bit we're going to take a quick break we'll come back we'll talk about the xfinity series when we come back uh, lots of news coming out of there surprises disappointments in that series as well we'll talk about that when we come back more inside pass right around the turn stick with us Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on uh, WSIC. If you're watching us live on uh, Facebook, it's it's Monday afternoon, so uh, thanks for everybody watching us on Facebook Live. If you're listening to us on the radio, it's Saturday morning, um, and uh, you're probably getting ready to uh, do whatever you're going going to do for Thanksgiving week, so uh, be safe if you're going to be traveling in the next week or so. Uh, Tom is actually going to be traveling, too. He won't be here next week. Correct. Um, because he's going to be in Mississippi. If That's you're from right. the south, you, you don't. there's no isis. It's just Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes. 30th Annual Rally Auto Parts National Indoor Kart Championship, which will be streamed live this year on Speed Sport Network. Nice. Um, and uh, Pit Row TV leading that charge. And then it, we will also have a, a one-hour MAV TV show from the race in January, I think, wow. or February. Look so, yeah, early next year. Yeah, so uh, uh, the two the, the High Point Hustlers will be here uh, next week, uh, Noah and uh, <laughs> Noah Lewis and Peter Strada. Peter's going to be in studio, and Noah's going to call us because he's going to be uh, hobbling back home. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't follow him on Facebook, he uh, sprained his ankle. I just saw that this morning. He sprained his ankle yeah. over the weekend, uh, sending a, or replying to a text message while walking downstairs at night. So That'll you, you teach can, you. You can come to your own conclusions how how stupid that was, but I mean, <laughs> he's a friend of mine, so I can I can say it's stupid, and I'm probably sure he thinks that same thing too. So, yeah. um, but he'll be uh, calling in, and uh, we'll we'll talk to to the boys about that, and uh, some some big things coming up in 2021, which uh, we can talk about in 2021 because there's a lot of things to work out. Um, and then uh, the week after that, Tom's still going to be gone because he's going to be coming back from Mississippi. So. Um, 
Nick DeGroote is going to have to fill in for him, and you know, I, whatever. I mean, way to ruin my holidays, but <laughs> he'll just um, brag no, about uh, winning the. Uh, I'm sure he'll win eight more races between now and the time that, that, yeah, that time comes. But uh, we love Nick. Motorsport.com. He's so. the he's the fifth member of the uh, or what fifth or sixth member of the race chaser family, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's the illegitimate child of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna kill me one of these days. Anyway, uh, let's, let, let's talk about the. I don't even know. It's right there. Here we go. All right, let's talk about the Xfinity Series uh, before we uh, we move on to the Cup Series season. We we talked about uh, Brett, uh, Brett Moffat while we were talking about trucks. He actually is moving from GMS into a full time Xfinity Series ride to drive for our. Motorsports, the zero two car, yeah. a pretty competitive car. The the races he ran in that car this past year, he was actually pretty competitive. So I don't, to me, it feels like a step down. But I mean, you know, it's a step up in terms of moving from trucks to Xfinity, but a step down in terms of competitiveness of car. I feel like, but maybe I'm wrong. I see. I would disagree with that. I, our motorsports overachieved, I think, by every measure. This that year. is, they true. came in um, for a full time effort with four Hendrick cars basically and motors and they had never run full time and ran almost consistently in the top 10 and they did it with more than one driver so um i feel like that first of all this is a big step to bring brett in full time Mm -hmm. because obviously one you gotta pay the man so they're gonna add expense there right um because it's a full-time salary now not just a so they they have made a huge commitment, um, and I've heard that there's a possibility that they may be relocating to a bigger space too. Although I don't have validity to that, but um, but uh, it, you know, so again, they're making a huge effort to uh, step it up, and I think they I think they can. I think they can become a uh, a team to be reckoned with. It's hard to compete with the the cup teams. But I think in terms of the Xfinity regular teams, I think, you know, borderline top five, top ten and the chance to win sort of like I could see them going in the direction of, say, a college racing yeah. with what they're committing to. So we'll see mm-hmm. where that goes. But I think uh, Chris Howard is a very, very smart businessman from New England. Don't sell him short. I think that's a team to watch. Where is ours? Um, where, where, what shop are they working out of now? They're here in Statesville. Somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they'll probably move closer to Mooresville Concord. No, I think they're moving stay in the area, but a different shop. That's what I'm hearing. Well, Front front Row Motorsports used to be based here in Statesville, right? Yes, they moved to um, Mooresville. They're in the original original Garage Mahal. Oh, right. right. That space that... Gosh, I'm I'm gonna draw Felix Sabatis, mm. his original mm. shop from years behind Chick Fil A. That's where, yeah, yeah. behind Chick Fil A, I'm one fifty. Okay. That's where gotcha. uh, in the business park. That's where they are. All right. So uh, other news in the Xfinity series: Harrison Burton will be back in the twenty car, which is obviously no surprise. I I feel like he, you know, he's one of those drivers. It's like you know, if, especially if you're a Burton fan, he made the the uh, made the playoffs and then got knocked out of the playoffs and then started winning all the races after he got knocked out of the playoffs and it's like if you'd only won those races while you were supposed to still be in the playoffs <laughs> you'd still be in the final four um and then uh kind of a, a change of uh of senior for for two drivers uh, as we mentioned about Moffitt, but um we mentioned Jeb burton going to the 10 car which is a college racing car yes. um but then daniel hamrick is going to leave the junior motorsports ride that he shared with Jeb burton to run the 18 car um, which is uh, the Joe Gibbs Racing Machine that Riley Harvest was driving. Riley, Riley is out for the moment. 
Um, but uh, all uh, sources uh, is that official now? Well, or no? I think we can say it. Riley okay. Herbst is going to Stuart Haas right. to drive the ninety-eight. I, I, I if don't know if it was an official thing or not. Official press release written, but it, it's one of the. Um, it's like a Kyle Larson to Hendrick. Knows, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows we're just waiting on the official word yeah. for it to happen. But yeah, Riley will, will be in that car that's been va- that's being vacated by Chase Briscoe because yeah. Chase is going to the fourteen. So there you go. Yeah. Chase moves up to Cup. Riley moves over to the 98 uh, to create the opportunity for Daniel Hemrick, who comes over to the 18 and uh, goes full-time along with Jeb Burton, who goes to the 10. So, like I said, that worked out good for those guys. And I think this, again, this is going to be Daniel's best opportunity right here, um, at least since, you know, he ran for Richard Childress in, in the Xfinity Series. And I think... I think Daniel will win some races, put himself in the playoffs next year. All right, I, so I believe surprises and disappointments of the Xfinity Series. We'll do surprises first, then disappointments. Tom, uh, who's, who stands out or what stands out to you as the biggest surprise for the Xfinity Series? Well, year? I think everybody would want me to say Justin Haley, but it, but to me, Justin wasn't that big of a surprise mm-hmm. at all. I expected him to to step it up and do what he's done, and and uh, but I think to most of uh, the the fandom probably that that would be the the big surprise um, because again winning uh, a, a number of of races and and making it to the final four with a shot to win the championship was a big um, improvement over his previous season but uh, so I guess I'll go with Justin Haley even though I I have enough faith because I and I believe he'll be a championship contender again next year and probably set himself up to go cup in twenty two. Either with colleague if they uh, right. step up like they they say they'd like to, or find a he may end up with an elite opportunity in twenty two and he should. Uh, what about disappointments? That one's a hard one for me because I don't feel like anybody I thought would be successful actually turned out to be a disappointment. Um, you know, I I I I do think again Junior Motorsports in a way. Now I understand they had the eight car being part you know, split. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't running for the driver's title, but again, you know, Noah Gregson, maybe on that list. And it, because we saw that he could win races and we know he can run up front, but I feel like again, settle down, get some patience, stop banging into other cars. You know, you got to get through these races and it's hard to go from the short track mentality to, you know, having to manage your race car and not worry about the first 90% of a race, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you want to win stages, but you know, Noah, Noah had, I, I don't know if it was quite half the races, but it was pretty close where he was in some kind of an incident. Can't do that and win a championship. So he gets a redo for next year. And I know the talents there. He's just got to get the mindset, right? If he connects those two, he can go out and win a championship, and he's got star power. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so for me, I think the biggest surprise for me is seeing all of the smaller teams actually do good and be sustainable during the sure. course of this year. Yeah. You've got Ryan Sieg. You have Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown. Um, yep. Guys like that. You wouldn't expect to be in the top ten. Brandon you know, made it pretty far in the playoffs considering, you know, and, and Ryan Sieg too for that point. But um, just seeing the smaller teams have so much success you know, amidst this, this you know, conglomerate yep. of, of big teams like Joe Gibbs Racing and Colleague and Junior Motorsports and being able to sustain themselves and, and even – I felt like coming back better on the other side of COVID, um, and, you know, and doing good things with, with with what they've got, the equipment that they've got. I think really makes those you know the smaller teams take notice. And I I think what you're going to see in the years to come is other teams getting involved and other manufacturers and you know other smaller organizations moving maybe up to the Xfinity Series on a part time basis or even a full time basis. 
knowing that if it's cost effective enough and you can still be competitive, then you know why not add a couple of cars yep. to your stable? Um, and, and also, um, fast pasta, uh, Anthony Alfredo. Sure. I, I'm not surprised with his performance. I'm surprised at how well that he was able to do with the with the limited amount of time he had in that car. Going out there and you know nearly winning races and finishing in the top ten, I think in all but maybe one start, which is the one that he flipped into end over in. Yeah. Um, but I, I think other than that, just seeing what he was able to do with the equipment that he was given, um, I really hope a, a great opportunity comes of, of that uh, in yeah. 2021 because I think he obviously deserves to have a full time opportunity. Um, so for for me, those are the two biggest surprises and disappointments. I'm going to go with colleague, but I'm going to go with Ross Chastain because I, I I'm not surprised yeah. with Justin Haley. But I am surprised by Ross Chastain because everybody went into the season thinking that Ross was going to be the guy that's going to win the championship. You know, he's going to be the one that's going to win all the races. And, you know, he didn't win any races, um, but he did have some, some top five finishes and stuff like that. But, but here again, how many times did he take himself out of an opportunity? That's very true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was his own doing, you know, but at the same time, you got to finish know. him to yeah. win him. Um, and then the other disappointment to me is Chase Briscoe. And I'm not disappointed by any means by his performance because, my God, he won, you know, what, 10 races or whatever on the season. I'm I'm disappointed they didn't win the championship because you know again you have to be good you know 27 races or 20 32 yeah. races a year, but you got to be good on the 32nd race of the year and that was the one time where he didn't he yeah. wasn't good on the 32nd race and therefore sure. he didn't win the championship. So um, all right, we are going to uh, take another quick break. We'll come back on the other side talk uh, about the Cub Series real quick and then we'll we'll get to Ryan Millington because I want to hear about his uh, 2020 season and 2021 plans. More of the inside pass next. This is Justin Lofton, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to our show, the Inside Pass, here on this Monday afternoon. If you're watching us live on Facebook, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Ryan Millington sitting in on the, the show with us uh, today. If you missed any part of our show today or in, in any previous weeks, you can uh, go to your favorite podcasting site, type in Race Chaser Radio, and you will find the all of all of the race chaser yes. shows, not only this one, but yep. Motorsports Madness and Lead Lap and Absolutely. Main the Modifieds and the, all the other nine hundred other shows that Tom Baker does during the course <laughs> of the week, um, right there uh, for everybody to see. You can also go to the website. Uh, was it Race Chaser Online? Race, race Chaser Online dot com slash shows. Um, there you go. Or you can go to the Inside Pass website, which is InsidePassLive dot com, and uh, view the show there as well. Um, and so uh, that's that's how you, any podcasting site you can think of off the top of your head. I'm sure that uh, you will find it somewhere there. All right, let's talk about the uh, Cub Series real quick, and then we'll get to talking about Ryan, yes. which is uh, you know why he's sitting here in the flesh this, uh, this week. Uh, we we talked about Matt Colleg. We talked about Colleg Racing uh, in the Xfinity Series. There is a rumor going around. He actually said something in an interview a few weeks back that he are, he is looking to purchase a charter for a Cup Series ride in 2022, which means that Colleague is probably going to have a Cup Series car in 2022. Um, don't know who might be the driver. We're thinking maybe Justin Haley if they decide to keep him. I think that would be a great choice for a driver, but uh, we'll see um, what happens with that. That's, that's, those are just rumors as of right now. Just talk that you know he, he wants to do it, has plans to do it. We'll see what happens. That would be like the what fifth or sixth new team uh, in the Cup Series uh, if that actually ends up happening, which can't no. be a bad thing at all, for, no, for sure. No, not at all. 
Um, and then uh, Randy LaJoy is the leading uh, – Randy LaJoy, Corey LaJoy is the leading candidate. I do that every single time. It's good to um, see that someone else besides me just goes back in time randomly yeah, with exactly. names. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, For yeah. no good reason. Yeah. Corey LaJoy is the leading candidate to uh, drive one of the two Spire Motorsports uh, cars in uh, 2021. Um, he is one of the only remaining drivers not signed to a team yet. So one would think, you know, put two and two together and you probably end up with four. Um, but, I mean, there are some truck series rides and some Xfinity rides out there. So, you know, worst case scenario, he can drop down a series. But Spire Motorsports needs to announce drivers. They haven't yet. And I would say Corey would be right in line for one of those cars. For sure. All right. So biggest surprises, biggest disappointments of the Cup Series season, Tom. What what say you? Oh, boy. Here again. Um, surprises. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to say Denny Hamlin, and, and you're probably going to laugh at that, but who would have expected? I mean, we all expect Denny to be in championship contention, but the man won seven races. And it, it was a Hamlin-Harvick show for most of the regular season. I would argue that Denny took a huge step up. Now, when it came down the stretch in the playoffs, not. but again, you can't blame all of that on Denny. The car just wasn't where it needed to be. It's, it's a combination of both when you get to that point. And, and it's a razor-thin line, you know, each race, right? So um, I want to make it sound like they had awful racing down the stretch. They just didn't have exactly what they need to win. Um, but I would, I would, I'm going to say Denny probably for my biggest surprise. Um, my biggest disappointment, I would say the rest of the Stuart Haas cars that weren't named Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Because most of them, now Clint had his moments, but most of them not really running for wins on a regular right. basis. Cole did win one race. He did. But, you know, the rest Cole of the took team. a step up, but Eric, Eric was Eric good definitely is a at the beginning of every single race because he always drew up front. But then toward the middle of the race and toward the end, he was just gone. Was I feel like, like what happened. you see with Eric right now is what you got. Mm, I don't no, see no, him I, ever getting any better. And again, I'm not, I'm not being, but I'm just saying you. He's had long enough in the series. You got good equipment. You should be winning. I completely agree. Uh, so for me, uh, the two surprises stand out to me. Matt Benedetto, obviously a, a surprise to me. And again, not because of his talent, not because of you know anything relating to him necessarily, but the the fact that you know the Wood Brothers team has kind of been hit or miss. You know, in recent years. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ryan Blaney did great with the car, but you know it's kind of come and gone. But Matt Benedetto went out. And, you know, got the top tens, got the top fives, nearly won a race at Darlington, and then, you know, made the playoffs. Um, and unfortunately, just wasn't quite quick enough to, to get around the other guys. But um, t- to see where he came from to where he was that this year to, to next year, knowing that he's going to be out of a ride at, at the end of the season and yeah. hoping that somebody picks him up for 2022, um, just has to weigh heavily on your mind. So the fact that he was able to do all that, you know, without knowing his future, um, just a, obviously a commendable job there. And then Chase Elliott winning the title, I, I'm not so much surprised that he won the title. I'm surprised at how he did it, coming from 43rd place to the front of the pack, you know, to, to, to win the championship. That's determination. It's hard. It's drive. It's winning to win the championship for Hendrick. Um, and, you know, and the irony of Chase winning the championship and Jimmy's last race and him yep. kind of passing the torch to each other. Um, and then, of course, you know, Hendrick is, is going to be, I feel like, the team, the organization to beat next year because you got – Chase Elliott defending his championship. You've got Alex Bowman, who's been quicker this year and, and you know, coming He's coming into his own. Now. you got William Byron, who is going to be reunited with Rudy Fugel, his yep. longtime truck series crew chief, which is going to make him faster. And then, of course, Kyle Larson, who is going to be, you know, Kyle Larson. Uh, so that whole Hendrick organization is going to be just tough, tough to beat. 
2021. And for me, disappointment, Kyle Busch. Hands down, no question about it. The fact that you are the defending, the, the, yeah, the defending Cup Series <laughs> champion and you did absolutely nothing all year except for win one race in the playoffs when it didn't even matter because you already were eliminated. Yeah. Um, but just you know, going from the penthouse to the outhouse, as my dad used to tell me, um, is just a disappointing thing. I, you can blame it on anything you want to, like a practice, like qualifying, whatever, but a championship-caliber driver like that should not yep. be using the excuse of practice and qualifying yep. to run the way he that's exactly right. So I agree. That's that's how I feel about that. All right, let's talk about Ryan Millington since he's in the room and uh, we, we are amongst the championship drivers as we speak. So, uh, Ryan, talk a little bit about your 2020 season, and then we'll talk about what you're doing in 2021. Yeah, we had a, we had a really good season this year. We uh, At the beginning of the year, we kind of planned on running a couple Cars Tour races and uh, a Speedway and dabbling around at a couple different places. But, um, you know, I'd say it was realistically once the COVID thing hit, um, a Speedway canceled all their plans and just it kind of ended up being the best thing for us to do was to run for the national championship. And uh, we did just that. You know, we won... I believe we won seven or eight races at Hickory for the national championship, and uh, we ended up grabbing a win at Ace and a big Cars Tour win at Ace for us, which uh, was realistically the biggest win of the year for us. You know, we uh, we've tried for a couple of years to win a Cars Tour race, and uh, finally the you know everything fell in line for us to do so. And um, you know, we had a really good season. We were consistent. We didn't tear stuff up. You know, some first, second, third, fourth place finishes all year long, and. Uh, was able to finish third in the national title which is it's huge for us you know racing against Peyton Sellers and um Josh Berry is uh it's tough to do and not being able to travel around to these other places like they did uh that definitely hurt us in the national title at the end of it once it was all said and done but you know overall great year for us well you brought out a new car about midway through and it took you a while to kind of get that dialed in and I feel like that kind of um hurt your your playoff run a little bit but what was it like for you to be in the center of this this national championship race. I mean, that's that's a huge thing to weigh on your mind every week. How did you put it out of your mind and, and just get in the car and focus on racing? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was really frustrating for us this year because we know we just we didn't have the car we needed. We had a new car sitting at the shop all year long that we just didn't have time to put together. You know, I'm the only one out there working in the shop, and, and that thing just sat there all year and got dust on it. You know, we we still ain't touched that car. And, um, man, just going into June, July, we got a couple wins and, and knew they were working and getting better, and, and we couldn't get our stuff any better. Car was wore out, engine wore out, just everything was done, and uh, we really had to do something, you know, to put everything back together to give the last half of the season a run. And, um, man, we weren't able to do it. We, uh, we ended up buying that new car from uh, Gage Painter and halfway through september and we got it together for the last points race at hickory and uh man it was just it didn't go how we wanted it to but um we were able to practice with it a little bit and change some stuff and uh figured out we had a brake problem so we went to the fall brawl there which was actually the last national points yeah. race and um we led the first half of it man had a really really fast car we just you sure did i've always had a tendency of going loose at that place at the end of a long run so we tightened it up at the halfway break and man that car wasn't going to fall <laughs> off and we ended up too tight at the end of the show but um Man, we've really found some speed in it, and uh, I'm just looking forward to next year because we got this car that's really good. Um, we have a whole brand-new car there we got to build and get it ready for next year, so we're going to have top-of-the-notch equipment going into next season, so I'm really excited for that. 
Yeah, so speaking of uh, 2021, I mean, I think we're all, you know, all in the room ready for 2020 just to go away and, and be gone forever. So what is what are your plans for 2021? I know, you know we were all talking before the show started that, you know, you're, you're not sure if you want to do the national thing again or run for the track championship or what, what in your mind and, you know, in the ultimate perfect world, what would you be doing in 2021? As far as improving our program, I'd say for next year, the best bet for us would be to run the Cars Tour throughout the season. You know, you're going to have I'm sure Josh Berry's gonna gonna run a bunch of races in that when he can. And um, you know, realistically, if we don't have the funding to go run the Cars Tour, the best thing for us at the end of the year will probably be chase a national title and, and go for a track championship at a couple places, really. And um, you know, the Cars Tour doesn't have any championship funds; it's just every race. So, if uh, if you can't get a bunch of funding to go there and uh, be able to put the race winnings in your pocket, then it's not really worth doing the Cars Tour. So. Um, just kind of got to see what comes up for money and opportunities and sponsors just to try to figure out next season. But as of right now, everything's still up in the air. So going to go off of that and see what we can come up with. It's been the theme of 2020. Everything is up in the air. No one, <laughs> no one knows what's yep. going on. All right, so uh, take a little bit of uh, time to thank uh, your sponsors, your your friends, family, anybody that helps uh, make you and get you to the racetrack every week. Yeah, I mean, the biggest one, guy pays the bills. You know, he's let us do it the last three years. Um, Bob Seville, he's... He's done everything for us. We've been grateful enough to run his equipment and uh, keep everything up at our shop. And um, he's been a huge help, man. We wouldn't be able to do it without him right now. So uh, I, I got to thank everything to him. And, uh, you know, as far as helping the shop, got to thank my dad, uh, Dylan Latour, Kenneth Simpson, um, Brandon Henson, Justin Hughes. They've all been a huge part in this this year. So uh, couldn't do it without everybody. Uh, Ryan, thanks for uh, for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, I, you know, I. I kind of put you on the spot with the whole truck series thing, but then I remembered, I mean, obviously you guys race at the same time the truck series do, so you never get an opportunity to watch the races anyways. But uh, thanks for coming and uh, joining and sitting in the studio, and uh, best of luck to you, uh, you know, 2021, and uh, happy holidays to you and your family and um, everybody that uh, on the team, and uh, I'm sure 2021 will be a big year for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me again. Uh, so uh, we are going to get out of here. Uh, Motorsports Madness will come up on uh, Thursday. For Tom Baker, I'm Randy Miller. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on the Inside Pass. See you later, everyone.